I'm Pastor Chase. I'm the Connections Pastor here, and I am excited to get to talk to you about what this season is all about. When we met and talked about what Christmas services would look like at Great Oaks this year, we said, you know what? Everyone in their mind has this on it, and it's this. I wish we could just go back to the way things used to be. Amen? We think back to, you know, February 20th, and we're like, man, those were like times that we love to live in. Those were great times. And it was February, and nobody likes February. And then March came, and then 2020 full bore came right to us. And so we've lived out our lives these last 10 months with everything that's going on in the world, and we all might say, man, I just can't wait for 2021. But church, if we go there... We're missing something. And I want to pause right here, right now, as we're sitting on the eve of Christmas, and I want to talk about how there's something that we cannot skip past. And as we talked about this being more of a family service and, you know, really kind of tying it back to things we used to remember and we wanted those things that we used to have, you might see some traditional elements to the message this afternoon. I'm doing a little bit spin on the Advent candles today. We usually light Advent candles before this week, of course, but tonight I want to do it a little bit differently. As we unpack the greatest message ever told, because it truly is the greatest message ever told. Because as we unpack this week of Christmas, the cross is on the horizon. Let's dive into it. Before we do that, let's pray. Bow with me. Really, Father God, I'm so excited that we get to meet in your house and online. God, as we just dive into your word, we are so blessed to call you God. We are so blessed that you found us wanting and worthy of your son. That's what we're here this afternoon to celebrate, is you sent your Savior, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And God, may this service just be in honor of him and worthy of his name. Pray it in his name. Amen. Let's start off with this. Uh, Isaiah chapter 7. Now, the, the book of Isaiah, it's an Old Testament book, and some of us might not be familiar with it. It's one of those prophets that we kind of skip over sometimes. There's something in there, though, that we have to grasp. Isaiah 7, verse 14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Already 400 years before the birth of Christ, people are prophesying about it. God's message is getting out to the prophets that I am sending you a savior. He'll be born of a virgin and you shall call him Emmanuel. So let me tell you, as, as Jews in the first century heard this message, as they heard about this prophet saying, oh, hey, Jesus is coming, the Savior, the Messiah is coming, let me tell you what's going on in their world. What's going on in their world is occupation, persecution, high taxation, taxes they don't understand, people that don't understand what faith means to them. That's what they're going through. And they're longing for this promise that this king would come and would reign, the, reign over the world, bring them rescue. They know the stories of Moses who led his people 
out of Egypt. They know the stories of King David. They know the stories of Daniel. And they're waiting for this Messiah. And all of a sudden, you can imagine, they feel hopeless. They're living in their home country, occupied by Rome, under rules and laws they do not understand or have no want or need for, paying out taxation and taxes that they don't know where it's going. And they're wondering, there has to be more than this, and hope seems to fade. I'll say this. In my lifetime, it's not that long, so don't judge yet. 2020 might be the closest in my lifetime we have been to truly understanding pain. We see self-isolation. We see depression. We see anxiety. We see confusion. We see a disease. We see unrest. We see anger. We see bitterness. You might be being like, whoa, Pastor Chase, brightening up the room. I love it. But seriously, maybe tonight, it's Christmas Eve, maybe we need this message. Maybe this isn't just that time of the year we go through this story one more time. Maybe our hearts truly need to hear the story of Jesus. Because it has been a lonely year. It has been a year of hopelessness. And man, we need some hope. So church... And I use that word, but some of you might be sitting in this room saying, I don't go to church. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. I love you. I don't want you to hear me on this. What do you have hope in? If you call yourself a believer, do we have hope in God that he has sent his son? And maybe you're not a believer. What do you have hope in? Because I'm telling you tonight, this afternoon, I'm telling you, there is something to place your hope in. So as we talk about this message of Christ, and as we light this first candle that represents hope, where is our hope? Because man, does it seem like it's far away. Luke chapter 2. Starting in verse 15 says this, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord had made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds had told them. Angel appears to these, honestly, regular people. Shepherding was one of the most top, top jobs of the first century. And let me give you a little background on the shepherds. You, you, you hear the story about the angel appearing to shepherds, and the shepherds went off to find Mary and Joseph. A little bit of background there. I'm going to go ahead and assume, and this is Pastor Chase's assumption, one shepherd probably had to stay behind and watch the sheep. Somebody drew the short straw. I'm serious. I guarantee you they didn't let their whole livelihood just out in the field for things to devour, people to steal. 
And so the rest of the shepherds, they went off to find Mary and Joseph. And the cool thing about them is as they encountered people, they started talking about this story that they heard, this message that they heard from the angel. Excitement. Man, if we could have excitement like that. They were thrilled. All of a sudden, something clicks inside them. There's something to hold on to, and there's something to have faith in. Faith is a hard word. I hear it defined this way. Faith is seeing without, or believing without seeing. That's a good basic level of faith. But truly what faith is, it's something that you're willing to invest 100% into. And you don't hold anything back. And we see this in the shepherds. Yep, they're responsible. They leave one behind. They'll tell me about it later. And then they go. And they're like, we're off. We're going. Do we have that faith? Do we have the faith to leave everything that we know and go after this, this vision and this dream and this, this saying they had from the angels? The shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem, see this thing that has happened. Now granted, maybe somebody like Chase, I would go do that in a heartbeat. If someone said there was something cool happening over there, let's go. I know people that travel hundreds of miles to see this huge rubber duck in some random river at given times. I get it. All right. But you know there had to be a practical shepherd that was like, what is happening? Do we have that faith? Because in this 2020, this year of 2020, what is our hope in? Do we have hope and do we have faith that things are going to get better or things are going to be different? What is our hope in? Where is our faith and what does it look like? Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says this. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So this is when the angels had encountered the shepherds, and the angel said, hey, fear not, I bring you good news that will bring joy. Joy. Kids, let me talk to you for a second. So kids, focus up on me. Tomorrow morning is Christmas morning. So kids, do me a favor. Online, if you're watching online and you're a kid, I want you to listen to me on this. And I want you to answer me this question. What would you find under the tree that would make you the most happy? All right? So kids, what, what are you hoping to find under the tree tomorrow morning that will make you the most happy? And kids, I know your parents tell you, don't talk in church. Well, that rule is gone now. I'm telling you, talk in church. So I want you to look at your parents, look at whoever brought you, your grandma, your grandpa, uncle, aunt, and you tell them, hey, this is what I hope to see tomorrow under the tree. Do it now. Just do it now, kids. Go ahead. What do you hope to have? All right. Kids, I love the happiness. I hear the answers. I love it. Hold on. There's somebody that always gets shortchanged. I'm not letting you get shortchanged tonight. 
All right? Dad, I want you to look at mom and say what? You hope you find her in the tree tomorrow. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying the boat might not fit under the tree, all right? Church, as we talk about the gifts we might find tomorrow, we talk about the happiness and the joy. I'll be honest. I mean, I've, I've said before I'm not the biggest holiday fan. I, I'm not. But the giving of gifts, the joy it can bring, the happiness you see, man, do we have that joy do we have that joy about what we should have hope in? Do we have that joy about what we should have the faith in? Because as the angels spoke to them, they said, I bring you news of great joy. That had to be a hard message. I want to backtrack for a second and think about it this way. A message of great joy? How do you think Mary felt? Man, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old? Carrying a first child, going to bring a child in the world, don't know what's going to happen, don't know the means, not married yet. Like what's, what is going on? I don't know if joy was right there. I, you know, it says in Scripture she had to ponder many things. She pondered many things. Church, what I'm saying is this. It's not cut and dry all the time. Absolutely, people were scared. Absolutely, people had fears. Absolutely, people had anxieties. Sometimes with our, our, our high insight, we look back at Bible times, and we're like, man, they must have known everything that was going on. That's not true. Even though God had given them a prophet, many prophets, and told them the message of what was going to happen, They still didn't grasp it. The question is, do we? Do we grasp the joy that we have? Do we grasp this awesome occasion that is it's Christmas Eve? That is the night of the birth of Christ. Because when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, he brought joy into our world. That joy being the presence of God in our lives. So I ask you. This afternoon, we talk about, do we have hope? What is our faith in? And is there any joy to be had? Back to the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9 says this, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon you, his shoulder, upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, I want you to, I want you to hear me on this. As these people are struggling in the first century at the time of the birth of Christ, and they look back at the prophecy of Isaiah, and they hear these words, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's a fight song. That's a rally call. 
Man, there were times of despair and like, man, I'm tired of living in this life. What is more, where is more at? I want more. And God says it's coming. It might not be what you expect, but it's coming. Can you imagine being under the rule of someone else as a Jewish people or under Roman rule? You may not feel very peaceful. When Jesus was born, he brought peace into the world. Peace is the calm even in the midst of strife and occupation. Peace has probably been hard to find this year. In this year we call 2020, in this year we have marked with COVID, elections, and all fun stuff like that, peace has not been probably a headline But whether you believe it or not, God transcends all of that. God is most powerful. God is still on the throne. And his answer has always been one thing, Jesus. When Jesus is a part of our life, we can have peace. When our life may be filled with problems. So I want you to take a minute. Even though we talked about these gifts that will bring us joy, Think about one second about problems you have faced this year. Times of struggle this year. Think about that. Take a minute. Maybe you need to make some just nonverbal eye contact with your spouse or your loved one that's sitting close to you online. Think about it. And it's for that reason that I am not willing To say, yep, let's skip forward, let's pass this Christmas up, and let's get to next year. Because, man, do we need this message. And I'm not saying the message I'm giving right now. Man, do we need this message. We need peace. And I know that sounds so cheesy. It's like that, what what do you want in life? What do you want in the world? Oh, world peace. We probably know that that's not true until the end of the story when we know what happens at the end, Jesus' return. But it's the message of Christ that brings peace in our household. It's the message of Christ that brings peace in our communities. So church, what do we have hope in? Where do we place our faith? Are we excited and do we have joy about it? And does it give you a sense of peace? Someone has said that Christmas is love. We've talked about hope, faith, joy, and peace. Someone has said Christmas is love. At Christmas, God demonstrated his love for us as he sent his son to be the savior of the world. Through Christ's birth, God said this, I love you. And I want to pause there. Do we believe that? Do we believe that what we experience tonight, Christmas Eve, do we understand that this is God's message to us, that he loves you, that he loves me? Kids, if one of the first songs you learn in church, if you, if you go to church, is Jesus loves me. Kids, I'm going to talk to you for a second. Sometimes your parents need to remember that too. And it's okay to remind them. Sing it all the time. 
Because being a parent is hard sometimes. Do we know that that is God saying, I love you, because we truly are children of God? May you experience the love of God as, a, as he, we celebrate the birth of Christ. Think of some times when you really felt loved. So here's another little fun moment. When you look back on 2020, and they might be fewer, so let's try it out. Think about a time when you truly felt loved. And I'm going to impress upon you to find at least one. Think about it. Now, if you're in this room and you've said, you know what, Chase, I hear what you're saying, but this year I never felt loved. I never felt loved. I need you to do me a favor. At the end of our service, there's going to be somebody at the back of this side of the auditorium with a prayer team name tag on, and I want you to talk to them. And I just want you to pray with them, because I want them to pray for you. Because going through a year without feeling love, that's not a year you want to live out without feeling that. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says this, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what God had spoken to by the prophet. For he will save his people from their sins. Do we realize that we have a need? One of the verses that we learned first um, as we call ourselves Christians, and if you come to church, and maybe you've been to church only one time in your life, you might have heard this verse. Some of you maybe never have darkened the door in church, but you know this verse. Maybe better than some people that go to church every Sunday. John 3, 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God has not forgotten his promise. Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus. We've talked about what we should have hope in. We've talked about what we should have faith in. We've talked about if we have some joy. And we've also talked about having that feeling of peace. I have this awesome gift. So in this right here, wrapped it myself. I did not. Okay. I shouldn't lie on stage. My apologies. Okay. Um, as we look at this. And I say, this is the greatest gift is in this box. The greatest gift is in this box. Gold bar? Million dollars in cash? For some of you, maybe it's the engagement ring you're hoping to get. For some of you, maybe it's just some joy and happiness. What is this great gift? What is this greatest gift of all? It's one last candle. And this is the one it's all about. What this candle represents is the reason we walk in this door, the reason we come in on Christmas Eve, and what we celebrate tonight. It's pure. It's holy. It is the only thing that saves us, and it is Jesus. The infant 
thousands of years ago that was born away in a manger, given the name Jesus, which means God saves us. There's no truer words than that, that God saves us through his son, Jesus Christ. And when we know this, when we know that, we have something to have hope in. When we know this, we know what to have faith in. When we know this, we know what to have joy for. When we know this, all this works out. We have peace, we have hope, we have joy, we have faith. And yes, I hope tonight as you go home, maybe have an awesome dinner, some ham, potatoes. Hungry already? I'll come over to your place. As you guys go to do that tonight, maybe you are. Maybe you're going to open one gift tonight. I know that might be a Christmas Eve tradition, one of my favorites. You can open one gift. Oh, I gave some kids some ideas. Okay, sorry. Okay. Whatever your traditions are and as you go home, I hope this penetrates your household. I hope you remember that the greatest gift of all is what we have from God, the act of love that is Jesus Christ. And if you don't know this gift, please talk to me. If you don't know this gift, please talk to somebody on the lobby or please talk to my prayer worker that's over here. Just please do that. And you might be like saying, Chase, I'm not a fan of church. I don't even want to be here. I'm here because grandma brought me and that's why I'm here. That's okay. There's days I don't like church either. Because it's not about church. It's about Jesus. This gift of love that we have been saved by God. Now, for those of you that know this gift, it doesn't stop here. My question is, do you have the faith of the shepherds? Do you have the excitement that you want to go out and you want to tell people that we have a hope and we have a joy and a risen Savior? Because, my God, we can't do more of 2020 without this. I'm ready to be excited again. I'm ready to feel loved. I'm ready to know that Jesus has me and that I belong to him and he's got everything in hand. If that's the message that you know is true, I want you to pass that light on tonight. So as the ushers come forward and as we start passing this light around, this light represents the message of God. Because yes, there were prophets but you are the saints and you are the ones that truly carry the message out. So everyone in this room, the light that gets to you comes from Christ. Go ahead and as you receive that, pass it to the person next to you, pass it to the section over. Light up this room, light up this world, light up this community, because one thing that's gonna light this place up is the love of God that is his son. 
And as you have the light, once you have the light, I want you to stand. And together we're going to hold our light proudly and we're going to sing out to God to close out our service. I'm going to turn it over to our worship team to do that. But may God bless you. And may God bless your household as you go to celebrate Christmas together, the birth of Christ. And may it be peace and love and joy and happiness in your homes this season.